Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Kim Ballard Jr. I'm the pastor here at Encounter Community Church, and I just wanted to say happy Thanksgiving week. I really do hope that you have an incredible Thanksgiving. I, I, I know with the COVID challenges, it's going to be a little bit more difficult this year because we're not going to be able to see all the family that we want to see or see all the friends that we want to see or connect with people the way that we really want to be able to connect with them. But still, I, I do. I do hope that you have one that is incredible. Just a time for you to be able to connect with those that you care about, that you love, those in your family. I really do hope that you get a chance to be able to, to have that. Because again, I think, don't we all deserve a little bit of joy <laughs> this holiday season? I think that we do. I think that we do. And Thanksgiving can be that. But again, it, it will be a little bit of a challenge this year. But hopefully we can rise to the top. And even better than that, wouldn't it be great if, as a result of this Thanksgiving, we are able to create memories that we'll never forget Memories that, you know, 10, 15, 20, maybe even 30 years from now as you're going back and if Instagram is still around <laughs> at that point and you're able to see your 30-year-old Instagram photos of Thanksgiving this week, what would some of the pictures say? What would some of the memories be? What would the, the flashbacks be? And, and so I, I do, I, I do hope that you are able to experience something that we would all love to be able to have. You know, we're in the middle of a series called Come to the Table. And here's the idea of Come to the Table. is It's typically every Thanksgiving is a time where we gather around, we sit together, we eat together, we experience life together. But typically, for many people, they sit around at Thanksgiving table and they talk about what it is that they're thankful for. And so that's the idea behind Come to the Table, is for us to be able to just take a step back and begin to look at the things that we are grateful about. Last week, we looked at, because what we're going to do is each week, sorry, we're going to be looking at different levels of gratitude, different levels of thankfulness, and just seeing how that is reflected in the depth of the spiritual maturity that we're able to attain in our lives. The greater the depth of gratitude, the greater the depth of the spiritual maturity it is that we have. So last week, we looked at kitty table gratitude. And again, we said that that's based on reflection, is that we're able to just take time out to, to just look at our lives and see what we're thankful for. And why do we call it kitty table gratitude is because that really is the entry level of gratitude that we can have in our lives. It's one of the, I guess, the expectations that we even teach to our kids. I mean, for example, when someone does something for your child, or when someone gives something to your child, you do the right, what do we say? <laughs> what do we say? Oh, thank you. How was that? Was that, was that a good child voice? <laughs> you know, but, but we say thank you, don't we? I, I guess I, I, you can see why I am not hired for the character, caricature of my voice. I mean, <laughs> I'm not working for Pixar anytime soon, I, I probably believe. But with that in mind, 
we just want our kids to just to be able to understand it is a basic it's basic manners right just to be able to say thank you to someone for whatever it is that they do for you now again the depth of that gratitude I, I guess is also reflected in our in our attitude for example you, you could tell the difference between someone who's saying thank you because they feel like they're supposed to say thank you and and to someone who's saying thank you because they're they're genuinely grateful they're genuinely grateful had a really great experience yesterday our church passed out Thanksgiving dinners for people in our community. We gave about 60 different meals out to different people. So they just came in and picked up bad groceries of things that they can cook for themselves for Thanksgiving. And there's this one woman who I took her out to her car and I was able to give her a turkey and we gave her the fixings and even a, a pumpkin pie that we threw in there. And she just kind of looked through it and she was just like, you know what? I am so thankful. Like, you don't know how much this means to me because I am able to have Thanksgiving dinner for my family. Thank you so much. And, and you can see it. You can see the genuineness in her, in her heart. You can see it in her spirit. You can just see how it just radiated from her. You, know, you can even see it. She pulled in the parking lot. She turned around. And, and as she was walking, as she was driving out, she gave me another wave because she was just so, so grateful. And it's really neat when we're able to see experiences like that. We're able to see people who are genuinely genuinely grateful but it has to start somewhere so I think you know the idea of faking it till you make it maybe that might be there might be some truth to that 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 we start just saying thank you just start to saying thank you just look in your life thank you just look at your, your home thank you your education thank you just begin to look at those elements look at those things but then also begin to reflect and that's how we move from thankfulness or gratitude that is kind of a moat thing that we just do, as opposed to something that we really mean from the bottom of our heart, is we just sit back and we begin to think of just what it really means, the value that it really has, what it really brings to us. You know, we begin to think of, where would I be without my home? Where would I be? Because our home is a gift. Where would we be without it? Just Think about that. Where will we be without the job that we have? Just think about that. And, and this is one of those times, it, it's, it's tough. You know, we look at the numbers from the coronavirus and what's going on here in L.A. County. I'm not sure where you live at, but here in L.A. County, they have made it, again, illegal. Or I don't, want, I don't know if I want to say illegal, but they have banned. There it is, a better term for it. They have banned indoor and outdoor dining for many restaurants or for all restaurants, but for many restaurants, it's, it's a struggle. There was one point where you have a business and you invest in that business and you, know, you can't have indoor dining, so you invest in your business for outdoor dining and you're trying to make that money up and boom, all of a sudden, now you have this ban. How are you gonna be able to make it through this? How are you going to be able to survive this? I mean, that's, that's hard, that's hard. And, and I, I do want to encourage you with this if you're listening. Make it a point, make it a point to support local restaurants because they're still able to do outdoor, not, I'm sorry, they're still able to do to-go uh, dinners. So maybe you already have your Thanksgiving plan, but hey, on Friday, support a local restaurant. Just whatever you can, order something from them. 
let's do what we can. Let's let's make it a community wide effort to do everything that we can to keep our, our local restaurants going. The mom and pop restaurants, you know, the, the chain restaurants, they're going to be OK. Well, at least most of them. The big chain restaurants will be OK. It's the mom and pop diners. It's, it's the it's the hole in the wall restaurants. You know those the secret place that you go to, that you don't want anyone else to know about because the food there is just so stinking incredible. Those are the places. Let's do everything that we can to support them. Let's do everything that we can. But this week we talked about a different level of gratitude. And we talked about this gratitude is, is based on what I would call vision. It's, to, it's being able to, to, to look forward and to be able to know that a solution is coming. But in the meantime, until that solution gets here, I will be thankful. Like we look at COVID, we know that a vaccine is coming. We know. We don't know when it's going to get here, but we know that it's coming. So in the meantime, what are things that we could do to be able to, to find gratefulness or, or to find gratitude? while we're trying to process this moment in our lives and hopefully be able to overcome the challenges that we see, how do we hold on to it? You know, the one of the examples that I gave on Sunday is, I, I call it in the meantime faith. It's the faith that you have in the meantime. Like I'm in this position now, I haven't arrived yet, but in the meantime, I'm gonna hold on to God's commitment to me. I'm gonna hold on to God's passion for me. I'm gonna hold on to just being able to work and persevere through this moment, I'm gonna make a commitment to really look toward God, where are you at work? Where are you moving? And be able to hold on to that. What, what, what are the small moments that I can just be thankful for, even in the midst of my challenges? Even in the midst of my challenges. You know, in Matthew chapter 14, it talks about Jesus walking on water. And there's this one point where Jesus sends the disciples off and he stays back and he prays. He's doing a thing to reconnect with his father. Just before this, John the Baptist had been beheaded. His cousin had been beheaded. His ministry was so important to Jesus. He was the one that actually announced Jesus to the world. And now he's gone. And he didn't really have a chance to mourn because immediately after that, there's a crowd of 5,000 plus people that Jesus fed miraculously. So now he finally gets a point where he can be by himself and just be able to pray. So he sends the disciples off, he takes that moment. And then while the disciples are on the water, this squall just comes by, this, this, this storm comes by and it, it begins to rock the boat and move the boat. It's something that has the disciples concerned while they're in it. And all of a sudden they look out on the water and they see a figure walking towards them it, it says that they scream it, it, it's a ghost it's it's a ghost they shouted and jesus is like hey hey fellas it's me now that's the ken version fellas it's me but but basically he says look look I, it, it's me it's, it's it's jesus and one of the disciples peter who's in the boat says well if that's you tell me to walk on the water tell me to walk on the water because again, Peter's come to a realization that although it's a storm out, the waves are going crazy, they're washing over the boat, and I will be in a place where I'm less secure because I am no longer in the boat, 
still being in a place where I'm less secure with Jesus is better than being in a place that is secure without him. So Jesus says, well, come on, come on. And so Peter steps out of the boat and he's walking on water. And and I want to encourage you with whatever challenge it is that you're facing, that's your storm. That's your squall. That, that's, that's, the, that's the thing that has come up that is rocking your boat. And maybe the waves are coming over. Maybe the waves of financial challenges. Maybe the waves of health challenges. Maybe the waves of relational challenges. Those waves are just hitting your boat really hard. And I, I want to encourage you to come to the same conclusion that Peter did. Well, maybe it's better for me to step out of the boat. And maybe it's better for me to be where Jesus is. Because if he's walking on water, sure enough, he can hold me on the water while this boat sinks. It it doesn't make logical sense, does it? It doesn't make sense. But again, that shows the power of Jesus. So in the midst of your storm or or whatever it is that you're facing right now, I, I want to encourage you to be willing to step out of the boat. But here's the thing I also want to challenge you to do. Because it says this in Matthew chapter 14, verse 29. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on water toward Jesus. Verse 30. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. So in that passage, again, it's all about focus. When his focus was on Jesus, he was walking on water. I don't know what your solution might be. But for example, with COVID, we know the vaccine is coming. So we look forward. We look forward to where Jesus is. We keep our eyes focused on him, not on the storms that are around us. Now, do we acknowledge? Yes, we acknowledge it. I'm not saying be in denial about it. We acknowledge our struggle. We acknowledge the fact that we are in the middle of a storm. We acknowledge how difficult the storm might be. We acknowledge that. We acknowledge that it feels like our boat is about to capsize. We acknowledge that. I'm not saying ignore that. But what I'm saying is we have to learn to look beyond the boat that is rocking to be able to see the presence of Jesus and how he calls us to come to him to be able to embrace him in that moment, how he calls us to do that. And if we are able to look beyond the moment to be able to see Jesus, then also what we're able to do is look beyond our problems. Because again, it says when, when, when Peter saw the strong wind and the waves, you know what he did? Is rather than looking at the water that he's walking on, he looked at the problems. He looked at, oh man, (laughs) I'm actually in a place that's really insecure. It says that he began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Why did you doubt me? Now here's the thing that's really interesting because it says in verse 32, when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Now notice that, when they climbed back into the boat. So 
when Jesus grabbed Peter's hand and they were still walking on the water, the storm was still raging. The, the winds were still moving. The waves were still rocking. It wasn't like he grabbed his hand immediately and it stopped. Because I think sometimes that's what we do when we pray. We expect that, that God, you will stop this storm immediately. And no, what Jesus learned in that, sorry, what Peter learned in that moment is I can walk through the storm with Jesus. And eventually he will carry me to that place where I can be secure. I don't know how long this storm is going to last. Like I said, you know, we gave the example that, that COVID, that the, the vaccine is coming. It's coming. When it's coming, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how fast it'll, fast it'll get here. I know they're talking about April for it to be able to be available to the mass to the masses or to the public. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what that means. But we're still in the middle of the storm. And the way that we're able to walk on the storm and not get overwhelmed is we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. We have to keep our eyes on the light. We have to keep our eyes on the light. So again, I, I want to take a step back because that's what real gratitude is. What real gratitude, the type of gratitude that we're talking about this week, because we called it big table gratitude. We've moved from kitty table, now we've moved to the big table. The big table is more solid. It's more independent. I can manage my own food. My parents don't need to watch over me. <laughs> you know, I'm a little bit more independent. And, and so with that, it's, it's more trustworthy. I'm able to be in grown folk conversation, although really the grown folk conversation that happens at the table a lot of times is just gossip. But I'm, I'm still able to be there. I'm still able to be a part of it. We begin to see all of those elements. And, and praise God that we were able to, to, to see those or be able to, to have those. But, but we've arrived and so what we want to do is we want to move from kitty table gratitude to big table gratitude. And what is big table gratitude? It is a gratitude that I can be thankful even in the midst of my problems because I can at least see the solution ahead and continue to press forward. And again, I want to make that really clear. If you follow Jesus, there will be problems. There will be problems. You guys have heard me say this before. John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus says, in this world, you will have troubles. You will. It's a guarantee. It's coming. That's a promise. That's a promise. Now, I want to make this really clear. It's not that Jesus is promising, hey, I'm going to bring you problems. It's not that he's doing that. But he's just, he's just talking about it. And, and so this is really important for us as believers to understand. Just because I follow Jesus, again, does not mean that everything is going to work out in my life. And I want to make this really clear because I, I think that this is a mistake that we've made and it has actually fueled arguments against God. It really has. It's fueled arguments against God. Because if God is such a loving God, if God really loves you, if God really cares about you, then why are you suffering? Why are you going through difficulties? Why are you going through hard times? And the thing that we have to come to the conclusion of is the difficulties in my life does not mean that God loves me any less. Less, I should say, not lest, <laughs> but less. I heard myself. Any less. Or that he is any less good. He's still good, even in the midst of this hard times, even in the midst of this difficulty, even in the midst of it. So here's the question that I wanted to encourage you to do is just to take a step back and just ask yourself this question. 
what circumstances am I allowing to steal my gratitude? What's the wind in my life? Like, you know, when Peter looked at the strong wind, what is it that you're looking at? What's the waves? What is it that you're looking at? What's the capacity of the storm that's gotten your focus that as a result, it stills your gratitude? And what can you do to be able to get that back? A lot of people say, well, you know, just, just take it to Jesus. There's a Psalm, Psalm 55, verse 22 says, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. Love passages like that. But there's also a balance to that as well. Give your burdens to the Lord. Hand them over to him. But also be willing to just be real with God. Just be real with God. If you're suffering, say that. God, life is hard right now. And I'll be honest with you. God, I'm, I'm having a difficult time seeing how good you are in this moment. I'm having a difficult time seeing that. Because I look at the expanse of the waves that I'm facing. So I, I think it's good. You know, there's, there's when Jesus was getting ready to face the cross, he said, Father, if it's, a, if it's a, it is all possible, take this bitter cup away from me. He was, he, he was being real. The scriptures are, are full of people who were just real about their problems. And so as, as I said before, I'm not encouraging you to deny them. I'm not encouraging you to, to deny them. If you ever come to encounter, and hopefully that'll be soon, we'll get this vaccine soon, and for those of you that are listening and have not been to our church, hopefully we'll see you then. But in our sanctuary, one of the things that we wanted to do is we wanted to create an environment when people walk in, they feel like they're at, they're at home, and we also wanted them to be encouraged. So what we do is we have sayings on, on the walls on, on opposite sides of our sanctuary that are just there to uplift you and encourage you. And, and one of the sayings that I, that I love that we have on our wall, it simply says this, life doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Life doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. So how can we find the beauty in the midst of this storm? Because it's there. It's there. And depending on the breadth and the width of the storm, depending on the capacity of the storm, the heaviness of the storm, you may have to work a little bit harder to see the beauty but it's there it's there and then you know what else I love I, I, I never, just call me crazy maybe <laughs> not maybe it might be true but I, one of the things that I love is just after it rains 
everything just smells fresher. It just smells fresher. It, it, just, it just smells new. Everything just looks cleaner. It just looks cleaner. And maybe what we can do as we go through the trials or the storms that we're facing, to be able to hold on to the kind of gratitude that we want, the kind of gratitude that we need to be able to make it through, the kind of gratitude that says, you know what, God, I, I know that I'm not there yet. I know that the solution is coming. But in the meantime, God, thank you for my mom who supports me, who encourages me. Thank you for, you know, whoever who has given me a, a gift financially to be able to make it through this. Again, really dig to start to find reasons to be grateful because those things will remind you that God is at work. But again, then know this, that when the storm's over, there's an opportunity for new growth. There's an opportunity for new life. That maybe this storm has washed away something in our soul. And that's why I think it's good for us to ask another question. How is your suffering making you better? How is your suffering making you better? And it's not that suffering makes you better, it's your response to suffering, I should say that. How is your response to suffering making you better? I don't know about you, but one of the things that annoys me to no end is when you do have people that say, your suffering is for a plan. Your suffering is for a purpose. Now, intellectually, I know that that's true, but in the midst of my, my I don't want to hear that. Do you? Do you? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't want to hear that in the middle of my suffering. However, I think it is important for me to ask myself, though, how am I growing through my suffering? And then maybe through that, we could find something to be thankful. God, thank, thank you that you are helping me with my patience. God, thank you that you are helping me with my trust. God, thank you that you are helping me to be able to ask for help. Because there are some of us that are like that, right? There are people that I know that love to be helpful toward others, love to be helpful toward others. But when it comes to asking for help, The mouth is closed. The zipper is closed. The button is thrown away. When it comes to asking for help, it, it's, it's so difficult. And for them, it, it almost feels impossible to be able to do. But there is a truth. Hope is there. It's there. And, and we just have to be able to depend on it and rely on it. But thank you. Thank you that I'm learning to be able to ask for help and allow people to be able to be a blessing to me. God, thank you that I'm learning self-control. God, thank you that I'm learning how to be able to manage my finances. God, thank you. What is it? How, how can you be better because of whatever it is that you're going through? And then that's an opportunity just to express Gratitude. And then finally, how will you serve others? How will you serve One of the best ways to learn how to be grateful in the midst of your suffering is to help others with their suffering. There have been times where I've helped others with suffering who are going through something. 
And the solution that they discovered something, a solution that I actually needed in my life. But I wouldn't have found that the solution if I wasn't helping them with their challenge. It's just interesting how it, how it works that way. And I, and I know that there are people who will say, well, you know, when you help others who are worse off than you, it helps you to feel better about your situation. I mean, there, there's some truth to that as well. I, I think that there is. But I think that there's something deeper and just being able to just bring hope to others, to being able to lift up someone's continence and whatever it is that they're facing or dealing with. There, there, there's, again, there's, there's beauty. There's beauty in that. God, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to be able to help out so-and-so, for, be, for being able to move in their life. It was really great after we finished passing out the, the, the turkey dinners yesterday or the Thanksgiving dinners and meals that we passed out. We gathered around and I gathered the team around and was able to talk to them. And it was a little bit of a challenge. There, there were far more families that came out than we anticipated. So we had to, I had to run a Smart and Final and buy some more food to be able to pass out. It was, it was a challenge. But we were able to get together, and, and I just said to everyone who volunteered, you know what, thank you. Thank you so much. But you know what their faces told me? You could just see it in their eyes. I'm so grateful to have been able to make a difference. I'm so thankful for the opportunity of having been able to make a difference. There's something beautiful about that as well. So again, what is Big Table Gratitude? It's learning how to be grateful in the midst of my problems, especially when I know that the solution is coming, when I know that the vaccine is coming, when I know that the check is coming, when I, whatever it is that you're, you're waiting on in the midst of the problem, it, it's easier. It helps you to be able to hold on. Don't lose sight of the solution because you're so focused on the winds and the waves that are blowing around you. Well, again, I just wanted to take this moment to say thanks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this. Thanks for those of you who really stepped up to help us be able to bless kids around the world through Operation Christmas Child. There are many of you who packed boxes for that. We met our goal and we exceeded our goal and the number of kids that we wanted to bless, that's because of you. Thank you to everyone who's listening. If you supported us in any way whatsoever in bringing food for us to be able to give to our community. Again, because of the work that you did, we were able to meet the needs of 60 families. So thank you. Thank you for that. We really appreciate you for that. I just wanted to say, have a great Thanksgiving. Make the most of this Thanksgiving, even though it may be in the midst of challenges. Make the most of it. Well, as I sign off, just a reminder, encounters about three things. Love up. Let's fall madly and passionately in love with God. Love out. Let's take steps forward to continue to love our fellow man and love in. Love yourself. Grow. Develop. Learn how to be the best you that you can be. Again, as I said before, Happy Thanksgiving, and I wish you and your family 
the best. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether it's serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way, when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as, please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way, when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us, and we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.